What's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode one of Shred the Spread. I'm your host, Jared. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening, wherever you may be, wherever you are. Hopefully you enjoy yourself. This episode, introductory, quick recap of week five. We'll get very simple, straight to the point. Um, Basically, what we're going to do is talk about some sports bets, uh, primarily NFL uh, from here on out. A little bit of college football on the weekend. But uh, yeah, so let's hop right into it. Nice, bright, early Sunday morning football. Packers, Giants in London, 9.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Pretty wild game. Giants look really good. End up taking that game 27-22. to 22. Uh, Daniel Jones had a day. 21 for 27, 217 yards, no interceptions. Saquon Barkley, 13 carries for 70 yards, got banged up, came back into the game, end the game with a touchdown. Darius Slayton stepped up, missing a lot of their receivers. Tony, Sharp, our Ster- yeah, Sterling Shepard. I, I mean, the dude just six receptions for 79 yards, stepped up, made some plays. Um, on the other side, you had Aaron Rodgers, did what he does. 25 for 39, 222 yards and two touchdowns. Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon kind of had a quiet game. A um, little bit of better volume for Jones than Dillon. Uh, Aaron Jones had 13 carries for 63 yards. A.J. Dillon, six carries for 34 yards. He had a great ratio. He just didn't get as many touches. So, uh, you know, I, I guess they, you could see they, they kept the ball in Aaron's hands a little bit more, uh, both Jones and Rodgers. Um, Randall, Randall Cobb turned back the clock, seven catches, 99 yards. I mean, not much production anywhere else. Lazard had 35 yards, Dobbs 29. Big old Bob Tanyan, 23. Uh, Lazard did have a touchdown, and they did go to the back shoulder fade at the end of the game um unfortunately the ball was batted down at the line you can see if you watch the replay of the uh the last play of the game you see Rodgers kind of put his put his hand up to his right shoulder I guess he was indicating like hey Lazard this ball is coming to you buddy be ready um but you know what that the defensive end or Thibodeau maybe uh came off the edge and batted the ball down Giants take the game. So now this will lead us into the, the game that personally, the first one that I bet on on Sunday. Um, Patriots in line. All week, I noticed how Patriots minus three just seemed seemed off. Uh, and a lot of money was coming in on, well, not a lot of money, but a lot of the bets were coming in on the line spread. And I just I just did not see it. Uh, I knew Amaran was going to be banged up. He ended up coming back. He was on like a snap count. I think they said like, 20-ish snaps more if he was feeling better uh but I just I just did not see the lines going in there and moving the ball on the Patriots defense uh Bill Belichick one of the best if not the best head coach of all time I just I just did not see it happening especially home and that's pretty much what happened the Lions scored zero points uh it was 29 Patriots Lions zero there was just no moving the ball on the ground they had Josh Reynolds who actually had a solid game, six catches for 92 yards. I mean, Amaron St. Brown, like I said, snap count, uh, four receptions for 18 yards. T.J. Hawkinson, after having a such a dominant week last week, he was so quiet. One reception for six yards. Uh, you could definitely see the Patriots kind of game planned around him. They they forced Jared Goff to make outside reads. Uh, that's the reason why Josh Reynolds had a good game. Uh, so yeah, so that was the first bet I placed yesterday. Patriots minus three, and you can cash that one. My second favorite play of the day was the Browns minus three. I did, I did get the Browns minus three at the beginning of the week last week. 
Uh, I about had about one unit on that. Then I also doubled up on Friday, maybe Saturday morning. I put another unit on Browns plus two. Chargers finished that game winning 30-28 to after an awful, awful decision by the Chargers head coach to go for it. Left the Browns in perfect field position, ideal field position. Uh, they ended up missing the field goal. So shout out Cade York for uh, screwing all those Browns betters. But on the flip side, I did hit the Browns plus three, pushed the Browns plus two. So still felt like I was on the right side. Uh, a lot of people got the closing line at one and a half points. So if you bet the charges at the end of the line, the closing line, then you hit that bet. If you bet the Browns at the end of the, that closing line, you did not hit your bet. Herbert, decent passing game. Eckler was the workhorse of that game. Eckler, 16 rushes for 173 yards and a touchdown. He also had a touchdown reception. Mike Williams holding it down on the outside with 10 receptions for 134 yards. It just seems like every week we get to say Chubb has over 100 rushing yards and a touchdown. Well, he did it again. Two touchdowns, 134 yards, and even Kareem Hunt got into the end zone one time. Brissett had a chance to, to get that lead at the end of the game. He just had an ugly rollout. Looking for somebody uh, in the back of the end zone. I'm not sure who it was, but he kind of flipped it over the defender head. I want to say it was J.C. Jackson who picked him off. It might not be him. I think it was J.C. Jackson, though. Uh, but we did cash that bet. So there's another one, 2-0. Now this moves us on to Sunday's headbanger pick. All week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. I was on the Dolphins minus 3.5. Didn't bet it, couldn't bet it. But I was, that was my side. Um, Saturday, there was a lot of talk about this one group, this very sharp group that only places a couple bets a year. Uh, and they were coming in heavy on the Jets plus three and a half. Well, out of respect, I immediately threw my Dolphins minus three and a half assumption out the window. I had to tail it. Um, could not bet three and a half straight up. So it was one of the main parts of my teaser. But the Jets dump, granted. Teddy Bridgewater did have a head injury. I don't know what's going on over there with that Miami team, but I think they've they've got a case of head injuries. Uh, they just everybody over there seems to be getting hurt. Uh, Jets dominated that game after Teddy left. I mean, they just did whatever they wanted to do to that Dolphins defense, who was I believe was missing Xavier Howard. Um, like I said, when I saw that line for Dolphins minus three and a half, I was just like, how could you not bet that? But you know. It's just crazy. That that Jets team is flying around, doing whatever they want. So uh, that was one of my main teaser pieces, believe it or not. So see, just like that, you get a little bit of information and you can flip a side. Uh, so Jets plus three and a half, put in the teaser. So we got it at Jets plus nine and a half. They won outright. There's another piece that we won for our bet. I know what you're thinking. This guy can come on after the game's play and just say, hey, I hit all these bets. Well, that's not the truth because I definitely did go back to the well on this one. I'm an Eagles fan. I should know better. I know. Titans win 21, Commanders 17. I mean, the Commanders just look so sloppy. Statistically, Carson Wentz looks like he had a great game. 359 yards passing on 38 attempts. It's just when you watch him play, you're on the edge of your chair because you just don't know what the heck he is going to do. He does not take a playoff. There will be no ball being thrown out of bounds. He will die forward for just to get a loss of 10 yards. He does not care. But regardless of how many times you throw the ball, you have to have ground production. There was absolutely zero production on the ground from Washington. Between Wentz, Robinson, who came back uh, this game, 
Shout out our man Robinson. Uh, unfortunately, was the uh, victim of a uh, carjacking, and he got shot. It's ridiculous. Um, but on top of that, Wentz, Robins, Robinson, and Gibson combined for 43 yards on the ground. What is going on over there? We have to run the ball. You're not going to win in National Football League if you do not run the ball and have a consistent run game. You're just going to shoot yourself in the foot, and that's what the Commanders did. Uh, when they didn't score, they gave the ball back to the Titans, and Derrick Henry kept that thing on the ground, rushing and trucking, 102 yards, two touchdowns. Wasn't a dominant performance, but he controlled the game on the ground, gave the Titans the win. So there's our first loss of the day. Nope. Game number two that we bet on that was our loss, Seahawks and Saints. I was on the Seahawks plus five and a half. People can say what they want about Geno, but he is really balling out. Didn't have very much production or volume in the passing game, but he was so efficient. 16 of 25, 268 yards, three touchdowns. They ran the ball exceptionally well, too. Walker had 88 yards, and Penny had 54 yards. I believe he got banged up. He did leave the game, but Walker had 88 yards. Lockett had 104 yards, two touchdowns. DK had 88 yards and a touchdown. Geno is distributing the ball to his playmakers. When you see those stats... 100 yards for Lockett, 88 yards for DK, three touchdowns between them, and they ran the ball well on the ground. You're like, how do the Seahawks lose this game? Well, they lose this game because their defense blows, and they let Taysom Hill just run wherever he wants. The dude is the second coming of Adrian Peterson with the stiff arm of Peyton Hillis. There is no stopping that man. When it's, it's almost ironic because when he lines up as quarterback, why are we playing pass coverage? You know the dude is taken off. And they keep giving him these inside zone runs, and it works every time. I've never seen a guy where you know he what he's going to do, and he continues to get it. He's just, he is him. Looking at those stats, you just believe the Seahawks win that game. Saints win 39-32. to Taysom Hill is the Giannis of the NFL. Three rushing touchdowns and a passing touchdown, and he did not start the game as the quarterback. What are we doing out there? 112 rushing yards for Taysom Hill after busting like a 70-yard rush out. Uh, Saints go up by five points. I have Seahawks plus five and a half. They're going for two to make it seven. Makes sense. I'm mean, having a chance to win my bet. Well, they just hand it to that grown man, Mark Ingram, and he runs up the middle. Seahawks can't stop him. They couldn't stop shit all day. So, there we go. There's our second loss of the day. Saints 39, Seahawks 32. Throw that five and a half ticket out the window. Nope. Now we get into my favorite football team, my big baller bet of the day that had me sweating in my chair until that clock hit zero seconds in the first half. Eagles, Cardinals. I had the Eagles minus three, first half for three units. The Eagles have been the hottest team in the National Football League for the first half. The Cardinals have been one of the worst in the Football League for the first half. Three points minus 110. How can you not bet that? Hammered it and hammered it and hammered it. Eagles went up 14-0. Jalen Hurts, two rushing touchdowns. Shout out the New Heights podcast with Jason Kelsey and Travis Kelsey. They have been talking about grinding out that QB sneak for one, maybe even two yards. And they continue to do that. The Eagles might have break it, broken a record for most QB sneaks in a day, and I'm here for it. I love it. Let's go. Let's fight for them first downs. Let's get them touchdowns. Let's get our freaking points, and let's get the hell out of there. Eagles went up 14-0. Here comes Kyler scrambling around the backfield Murray. 
makes a couple plays, hits Marquise Brown for a Cardinals touchdown, makes it 14-7. Cardinals get the ball back, marching downfield. Ten seconds, they get the ball at the two-yard line. There's ten seconds left in the first half. Kyler throws an out route to Rondell Moore, overthrows him just slightly. He beat his man, overthrew him. Take a breath. Now we got seven seconds. Kyler rolls out to the right, tries to hit Zach Ertz on like a flat, going to the pylon, overthrows him. Three seconds, Cardinals card out the field goal unit, and they kick the field goal. Eagles win the first half, 14-10, and I can sigh the biggest breath of relief because when they went up, Eagles went up 14-0, I was like, they have it in the bag. There's no way they up two touchdowns to Kyler Murray. He pulls some damn magic, but the Eagles cash that bet. Biggest bet of the day, 14-10, first half, Eagles minus three for three units. So that's going to bring us to Monday Night Football. We've got the Raiders and the Chiefs squaring off at 8.15 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It's difficult to take a side on this one, believe it or not. The Raiders are plus 7, Chiefs are minus 7, and I just feel like Patrick Mahomes just just does not cover in primetime games. These games soar over in primetime games, but they don't cover. So, instead of choosing a side, I will go with the Raiders and Chiefs over 51 points. I got it at 51 at the time of recording this video. It's a little bit juiced to the over, so I would not see this line staying at 51. Probably ends 51 and a half, maybe 52. Um, definitely going to take the over though, over, though. The Chiefs are moving the ball great. They looked fantastic versus that tough Buccaneers defense. Raiders have also been putting up points. I mean, you have playmakers. You have Devontae Adams. You have Darren Waller, who's kind of been quiet. Hunter Renfro is going to be available for this game. Josh Jacobs was running the ball phenomenally last week. So I do see a shootout. Um, Juju is questionable, but I believe he's trending to play. So we're going to take the Las Vegas Raiders Kansas City Chiefs over. That's our first podcast lock of the season. So it looks like that's going to do it for me. First episode for Shred the Spread. Please, please, if you enjoyed it, tell a friend. If you didn't, let's just act like this never happened. <laughs> if you enjoyed this podcast, please leave it some feedback. I would love to hear what you guys thought. This is actually my first podcast, first episode. Be looking for a second episode sometime around th Wednesday, Thursday, or Friday. Uh, hopefully, we can get it done by Wednesday or Thursday. I would love to talk about the Thursday night game, maybe get a couple college picks in there, and then I want to make a picks video, potentially, if we don't do that on Thursday, maybe Friday or Saturday. So they'll give my locks for the week. We can kind of go on record here and see how we do throughout the rest of the season because we are starting in week five, the end of week five, or beginning of week six. So, yeah, if you guys enjoyed, leave a comment, uh, rate the podcast wherever you're listening to. I believe this is going to be on Spotify and iTunes originally. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at ShredTheSpread underscore. You can follow us on TikTok at ShredTheSpread. And for those of you interested in the next episode, we will have multiple guests on here. We will have co-hosts. We will have guests. We will break down some games together. I got a couple buddies who are kind of specific in their field. A couple guys like college football, a couple guys like NFL, some people like fantasy. We're going to cover all that stuff uh, in the future episodes. So give us a follow, be on the lookout, and we will see you guys in the next one.